everyone, my name is Kate Emerald. Welcome to Life of Emerald Studio. Life of Emerald is for your mind, body, and soul, a simple and practical lifestyle to promote both physical and mental well-being. It's an online studio scaling global impact by spreading world knowledge, spirituality, and cultures. Global Healing Movement 2020 is dedicating to mental health advocacy. Our guest today is Jocelyn from Colorado. Hi, Jocelyn. Hi, Kate. Thank you so much for having me on the show today. I really appreciate your, your um, providing this opportunity and this platform. You're welcome, and it is our pleasure to have you on board. In 2017, Jocelyn made the decision to leave her marriage. At the time, her family and her had moved across the country, and she was not working. The one thing that she was most certain of was this decision to leave was an absolute for herself and her child. The day she proclaimed that she was leaving, and in the months to come, she began a journey of self-discovery. What was it that made her tick? What was the joy that she wanted to manifest in, into her life? She invested in herself, learning and expanding through books, conversations, coaching and training. All along this path, she understand this, understood this, peeling back the layers of herself to get to the core of her life's purpose. She realized that as she built the life that she has always desired and dreamed for herself, she has the privilege to share this gift, to allow others to discover their deepest and truest selves, to be the mirror for those around her who may not quite see their own greatest selves. This is what brings her the most joy. Hi, Jocelyn. Hi. <laughs> Can't wait to get to know you a little bit more. Ah. So our first question is, could you please share with our audience, Jocelyn, how you contribute your talent and time to the world? Yeah, so the bio really is a wonderful entree. Um, it, was, it was through my own, leaving my own marriage and when, I, when we moved across country, um, I had walked away from a very prolific career. In fact, if anyone was looking at my life from the outside, anyone could have said, oh, they, you know, she's got a perfect, perfect life. Of, um, I have, we had a very successful business. I had a very successful career, um, married, stability, owned a home, had a young child. Yet everything inside of me was crumbling. And when we arrived in Colorado, and I had walked away from that career and had space to really identify what was happening in my in my own life. And my husband at the time was traveling back east to, to run our business frequently. It allowed me to really acknowledge what was happening in my life. And I realized that, number one, my marriage, I was suffocating in my marriage. I wasn't... Um, I wasn't standing up for myself, or when, and when I did, I got kind of knocked back down, um, emotionally, not physically. And I knew that the, the change had to be with me, right? Because I'd seen patterns in past relationships that were sort of similar, I'd seen these patterns. And so I started to work with my first coach. And as I started to, to go down that path of my own discovery, I started sharing very openly about what was what was going on in my world, and people started sharing my story with their friends, and their friends were coming to me now, asking me for advice and guidance. And what that really became was, oh, my story and my journey is going to help somebody else. And it's going to help a lot of someone else's 
who have been in my shoes. So that's what I do. Um, I, I do things just like this. I get on podcasts and shows and stage and talk about, number one, my own path of self-discovery. And then I coach mostly women. I do work with men as well, but men and women who are finding themselves in a very similar situation. And my title is Break Up to Wake Up Coach. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're breaking up with an external relationship, like a relationship with your romantic partner or uh, your parent or your child or your best friend. It's actually breaking up with all the BS that you've been telling yourself over the years about who you are. Um, you know, there's limiting factors about I'm unworthy of receiving the, the money that I so desire. I'm unwilling or unworthy of being loved for the person that I am. Um, and those all came from roots and from, from stories that came from your childhood or past lives, if, if that's the, you know, if that's the space that you believe in. But it's all rooted in, the, those traumas are all rooted in your early childhood years, in your first seven years, in fact, of life. That's where we really discover and, and form our opinions our, of our being. And so, yes, our parents do the best that they can, and our community does the best that they can. But sometimes they make comments that stick with us really hard, and then we become, we really make those into stories that mean something. Um, you know, an example of this <clears throat> early in my for just as an example like early in my childhood I had a teacher who, a math teacher who I I loved math and I was always raising my hand and I I always wanted to contribute in that way of how I got to solve the problem and he said to me many times you know he often called on me because of my enthusiasm and I also had different pathways to get to the end result. And so he's like, well, this is the way I'm teaching it. And then Jocelyn has her own way. And it wasn't a right or wrong. It was just like, hey, she's got this new pathway of doing it. And so I, I created this space of like, I'm unique, right? And that was a story I told myself. In fact, my Enneagram is a four, I'm an individualist. That's how it's iterated in my life. So I work with men and women though about breaking up with the stuff that does it, that limits them so that they can get to the, we pull that root out and we plant a new seed and then we nourish that new seed that gets to grow a new story that, that allows you to love yourself, gives you permission to grieve any loss gives you permission to go after that dream job that's going to get you that money that you so desire because you're actually worth it. That's how I contribute. Wow. Wow. <laughs> we need many, many Jocelyn's in the world. <laughs> Thank you. I'm the only one of me, but there are many other people like me out there. Sure, sure. What's striking here in you is as you were beginning to tell your story, people started to resonate with you and your journey. And that became part of your life purpose, one of, one of many, but solidifying and rerouting the belief that we as humans picked up from, from childhood until the age of seven-ish and 
your job is to help people realize like a, giving them a new plant in their mind like a new seed mm-hmm. ah, I love it <laughs> exactly it because we're all deserving I mean, we all came we all arrived in this you know in these bodies perfect and uh, no one's saying that we're imperfect now you know, we, we arrived having no preconceived notion of what life was going to be it was over time that we started to create um, the idea of what our life is meant to be and then we dissuade ourselves because we get to that point where you know like for myself right growing up the storyline was you get you grow up you get married you have a kid you have you own a home you have a prolific career you have some success you have money in the bank that's and that's it that's it like you have everything and i had that and i felt as if i had nothing because there was a big thing that i didn't do i didn't oh sorry about that Let me ask you, if you were to be told a correct narrative that would offset, I mean, set you up to hmm, your joyful self today, like what would I, what would that be? What is that narrative? The the biggest shift in my narrative is that before you can allow anyone else to love you, you have to love you fully and hold yourself to your own highest standards. You're your own king or queen of your world. That is something that I, that was not part of my narrative at all. Um, I think from, you know, for myself, and I hear this in many of our, my clients as well, is that somewhere along the way, they've lost sight of who they are and they start to take care of their spouse first. They start to take care of their family first. They take care of themselves last night and they start choosing themselves first. And that's where we get away from living within our being. When we start pouring all of ourselves into other people, we need to really need to self-correct and get on that pathway of taking care of ourselves first. Yeah. Yeah, so your message is healing. Yeah, healing to hear that we can hold a high standard for ourselves because that's uniquely our <laughs> and i am right there that's you know one of the exercises that i i do with my clients early on is we i ask them to interview people in their life and it's only two questions and they're very simple but it's really like how do they show up in in their world right it's because self-perception we have a perceived view of how we show up and the people that we choose to be around in our in our space may see us differently and they're wonderful mirrors for us sometimes and when i did this exercise for myself you know i got a lot of back, i got back a lot of feedback around courage and boldness which yes i will agree i think i have i have that ability to do I also got a lot of a lot of feedback from every single person that I'm incredibly hard on myself. I'm harder on myself than anyone else, any of my friends feel that they are about themselves. 
I can relate, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's get to know you a little bit more, Jocelyn. Could you tell us one or two personal stories which has shaped your worldview today? Sure. So I'm going to still relay on this storyline. So when I started to work with my first coach, um, I had never been introduced to coaching prior. I didn't know what coaching was. Um, and I'd say about three months in, I'm staying really dedicated to it. I had changed my diet. I was eating much healthier, exercising regularly, drinking plenty of water. And within three months of working with that, that particular coach, I was able to look at my former husband and envelop him with love and grace. And this is a man that when I decided it was time for me to go, I, I was filled with anger and rage and resentment and fear and all these very like small-minded thoughts. And within three months, because I worked so closely in taking care of what I needed to take care of for myself, I was able to shift. And it wasn't that he and I weren't actually communicating. We were really communicating via text message at this point and exchanging our son mostly through school. So we weren't even having a lot of interpersonal exchange. But I was able to see him as me. So every time I said something slanderous or negative or nasty in his direction, it wasn't poisoning his system. It was poisoning my system. And what I really started to understand what that meant, and I could actually feel that illness within my being, I was able to shift how I saw him. And then I could realize that I can still love this person and send love in his direction, even if he doesn't feel the same way about me. Even if we never had the forgiveness or the closure. Closure doesn't exist external, by the way. Closure is an internal process. Um, so anyone can tell you, like, you know, in relationships ends, you get closure, and you have that conversation, and you, you hash it all out. Well, that's great. Until you accept it in, within your being, it's not closure. <laughs> hmm. There's a lot of um, misconceived notions that we tell ourselves, including A, B, C equals closure with a partner. And what is really important is going back to self-love, you know, upholding yourself to the standard that you wish to, I mean, that you it's natural to you. Also, the closure is within. So the theme here, the pattern is that everything starts from the within. Yeah. And you know, it's more it's more manageable when you're dealing with relationship. If you can do it yourself, <laughs> you really don't need a cooperation to send them with love and forgiveness and things like that. So that's a good design, <laughs> I'd say. <laughs> and it's, you know, it, it sounds way easy and over pra with practice and with time you can you you know that is something you can master um i, I don't i don't want to say i recommend 
it has been in my experience that when you partner with someone else external to the situation who can sort of hold you accountable until you're ready to hold yourself accountable it's a wonderful tool and resource to have mm -hmm. I agree so Jocelyn, let's go to the next question. What is your understanding of the current state of planet Earth or the collective consciousness? So here we are. I don't know when this show will air, um, but we are in, you know, we're now moving towards a space that, that Corona has softened and we're able to gather at least in bigger groups and that's, you know, shifting once again. But I really take that time to understand. I call it the force for for people that, that in layman's terms, we all are familiar with the force from, from Star Wars. Um, we are all truly connected as beings. The only reason that we feel disconnected is because we're disconnecting ourselves. We're cutting off our connection to source energy cutting off that white light that comes through through your crown chakra into your being um, and we do that out of our own fear and yet when we look at what fear really is fear is something that only lives in our mind fear doesn't actually exist in 99.9 percent .9 of the time right you know, we have we have fears of you know my big you know my my biggest fear is truly a fear of rejection surrounding love and it always has been and just several weeks ago i was i was actually a guest on another show and i asked this person to be a guest on my own podcast i have a podcast as well and this person shows up for this pre-interview and i was like wow this person's very interesting and it was the first time i was like allowing myself to open up from since my last relationship had ended and I knew when I asked him to be a guest on my show, I was out of integrity. And by the way, integrity is one of my values um, that I hold very high for myself. And I asked this person to be on the show because I actually just wanted to spend more time with this person, get to know him a little better. Not necessarily because I want him on the show. Yes, he fit the bill, but I was out of integrity with my own ask. And so I, I actually reached out and said, look, I cannot have you on my show for this reason. I'm out of integrity. And I thought I was clear enough with that. Apparently I was not because he asked for clarity. And then I really put myself out there and said, okay, well, the reason I said this was because I, I think you're interesting and I'd like to get to know you better. And I went a little further than that. And I really put myself out there. And for this person, it was in a different place than myself. I put myself out there with the thought. It was, it was a 50-50, right? And it came back with rejection in a very kind way. But you know what? I survived. Yes, you did. So fears are what cut ourselves off. I know it kind of went off side, but to a side note here. Um, you know, I believe the state of the world right now 
The veil, the veil is very thin. Our angels are among and around us right now, more than ever before. I'm actually grateful for this experience. I know that many people may shout and scream and say, I can't believe that you say that about Corona. And the reason I'm grateful for it is because it really created space for a timeout for so many around the world. This wasn't just a U.S. thing. It wasn't just, you know, a couple countries. This was a worldwide, go take some time off. Let's get our alignment. Let's get ourselves realigned with the values that what's most important. Is money more important? Is work more important? Are people more important? Are relationships and community and connection more important? What are the things that we value? And we're in a place of great awakening. I think we still have some more dark nights coming, especially in the midst of retrograde as we're in now. But we have more dark nights and they're coming. I think though, as we, we walk through this hand in hand, we're gonna have a lot more of enlightened souls mm. on the other side. Mm. It's here. Thank you for taking us on the journey of showing us what fear is and what fear isn't. Mm. And the story around rejection you know when you you you're walking into the fear like a little kid we all are and the the last thing we wanted you wanted uh, was the door closing on you in yep. terms of rejection right yeah and so but you still went forward and when that door closed your imagination of imagination and reality didn't match up because you still survive and that that has sentiment of oh it's just a fear it's nothing really yeah. so there's a courage in, embedded in that story and when we apply that to the collective consciousness the corona caused a lot of fear in some people and the fear and the opposite of love like love and fear and I see that there is polarity going on you know some people are moving into more love some people are more moving into more fear and according to you the corona symbolically is showing us hey time out <laughs> like we're little kids right hey time out <laughs> what is most important in your life value realign with that everybody in the world I'm curious, Kate, have you ever taken the time for yourself to write down and define your own personal values of how you choose to live your life? Absolutely, I have. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Thanks for asking that. Um, yeah. For our audience, could you um, walk us through what that might look like and feel like? Yeah, so it's one of the it's one of the exercises I just I love dearly, and I do workshops specifically tailored to this. Um, and really, where I begin to talk about values, what values really are, they serve as a pathway or a highway of how we get to choose to live our life. 
and we make decisions that best suit our highest and best selves. Um, and when when we begin the practice, if people can't, you know, people are having difficulty of what what are values, right? Name some values. Like for me, I can name off like honesty, integrity, authenticity, um, being impeccable with my word. Okay. Like you know, my fifth right now. I can't believe I don't know it off the top of my head. But those were, you know, those are my top values of how I choose to show up in the world. Um, however, if people have difficulty in identifying what they are for themselves, um, dive into look around your world and who are the people that you most admire. And they don't have to necessarily be like your friends. I mean, they might be your friends, they might be your parents, they might be your children, and children are wonderful teachers. It could be, you know, superstars. Like one of mine happens to be Jen Sincero, who is the author of the book, You're a Badass. I, and so she's someone I really admire. So if we're having difficulty identifying what it is that we want to live into as our own being, sometimes it's okay to look external and then we bring it internal. So write down those five people that really inspire you and then the next exercise is write down why define why this person is so you're so drawn to them is it their charisma is it their impeccable word is it that they're no fear is it they, they speak you know speak fluently whatever it is and as you write those down you then go back and circle the words that most resonate those words that most resonate are generally going to be your actual values because you've seen other people. From there, write down like the top 10 that came through. Then we, then we number them. What's most important to least important of those top 10? Pick out the top five and then write your own definition of what that value means to you. Not the Webster's Dictionary version, because this has to, you're internalizing this for yourself and your being. Write those down and write it down big, get a big piece of paper, write it down, and then put it somewhere you get to see it, either every day or in your workspace or in your bathroom, wherever it makes sense for you, until it becomes something you actually live into, because you'll start to do it. Like when this situation came up with my podcast, First of all, I already knew it, right? Because I've lived into my values now for a few years. I defined them a few years ago. I knew it while I was asking the question. <laughs> I knew it. Called my, but I didn't want to call myself out on it right away. And two days later, I literally had pain in my kidneys, which represents that I had to release it. To release pain. I was like, oh. And I... Um, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with muscle testing, but it's basically your personal, your, your own personal um, pendulum. And even though I knew the answer, <laughs> I still asked myself, I knew the answer. I was like, oh shoot, now I'm going to have to tell this person. <laughs> like, because I was out of integrity. Because I was out of alignment with the values I want to uphold about myself. That's how quickly it happened. Thank you for um, sharing this step-by-step -step process of defining what our values are. And almost, hmm, not almost, but definitely 
when you write down, when I, when anyone writes down the values and you're living by it day to day, and as it becomes part of you, solidifying as a part of your essence, then everything, including your body, gets aligned to those values. And you mentioned your values are integrity, honesty, and being impeccable with words. And surprise, I wrote those down, and you show up in my life. Surprising, <laughs> and not coincidental. It's the way the universe says synchronicity needs to, you know, when synchronicity happens, the universe is just blinking and saying, yep, I hear you, got your message. Because we're all dialed in, because we're all connected. I love that. And this is the evidence that we are connected in the thought form and your desire and your desire, whatever it may be, the neutral universe is going to listen and provide that type of people and experiences around you. A classic example is us meeting. I set an intention. My value is honesty. And then I meet you who also share that same value, honesty. And our conversation flows. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> if I may, I know it's off topic, but for a quick moment, I want to share this because I think it's such a adorable story so my sister is also on her own journey she's been on her journey a few years longer than myself has two young children and she was sharing with me that she's teaching them about synchronicity as well and I was like oh how are you how are you doing that because I my son's a bit younger, a couple of years younger than her youngest and I I'm starting to integrate some of my practices into my son's world in fact like every time he comes to my house I get out the sage and I cleanse him. <laughs> he doesn't know what that means yet. I just tell him he broke his arm earlier this summer. And so I tell him it's um, helping me heal his arm. And yet you know, from here, I'm gonna actually now talk to him about creating a bubble to protect his energy because he's such an empath um, and some other things. But the synchronicity I thought was so cute with my sister. So what she's doing is she's asked her kids, she asked her, her son one day, she said, okay, you know, cause I, school has been closed and they haven't seen their friends in a while so she said you know hey son um do you miss any of your friends yeah of course i do and then named like named one of his friends um specifically and this friend does not live on their side of town lives on the opposite side of town well like a day or two like two days later um this friend was at the playground across the street from their house because I wanted to, because mom, you know, mom wanted to get them out of the house and change the scenery, change the venue. And there, he hadn't seen his friend in, I don't know, weeks upon weeks. And here's his friend all of a sudden because he thought about his friend and he called his friend into his present reality. How, what a great little story, right? what a great little story. And so that's how she's sort of teaching them about synchronicity and how you have that power. We all have that power within us. We're very connected. Yeah, certainly we are all connected and that story is again an evidence that thoughts create reality. And you know what I noticed? Practicing the impeccable speech, words, is that I had forgotten how powerful words are. And so by understanding my words have immense power, 
that that impeccable speech became one of the most important things. So also understanding the power in our speech is very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and our thoughts too. Yes, I'm glad. Thank you for adding that. I was going to add the same. Um, it's it's more than what we speak into word. It is what's happening in our mind mm-hmm. as well. And it's not to say that I, I want you know too, because I think they can get very um, overwhelming when you know because we don't always have our days. We have bad days, right? Um, and if you you're you're in that space, like. Give yourself permission to have those spiraling thoughts. I mean, they exist. And and realize that when you go down that rabbit hole, that was also meant for you too. It it was still a lesson meant for you. You know, you're not going to, we don't live in joy 24-7. That doesn't always exist. (laughs) We have highs and lows. We have dark, dark nights. We all do. Oh, we do, yeah. Definitely. Um, thanks for reassuring us, our audience, that both end of the spectrum is all appropriate in this existence in our life. And specifically the mental health. If you are having uh, less than desirable day, just giving ourselves permission to uh, self-care. One thing I do when I am feeling little bit under the weather in terms of my my mind state is play the chant the meditation chant um, in the background as I'm doing work so it's like autopiloting um, getting me focused on this mantra one example is um, one example mantra is oh it's called on benzos at the home is to purify our mind and speech and everything purification so mm. yeah double whammy you know if you feel if you feel sad do what you need to do and and don't add too much more weight into that by criticizing yourself because it's a human experience there's dark days and there are light days yeah absolutely absolutely well jocelyn I think we organically went to the, the one of the last questions, one practical, simple, practical thing our audience can implement in their lives right now. Um, we're going to count that as the value setting exercise you just provided. Sure. Before you go, could you share the best way our audience can contact you or follow you? Yeah, the best way to find me is actually on Facebook. Um, on my personal page, actually, everything I keep everything on my personal page at Jocelyn Bellows. Um, I also have a, uh, I mentioned earlier, I do have a podcast called Leap. And you can find that not only can you find that on my Facebook, because I do post it there, um, I can also be found on Instagram at What's Your Leap. And my show can be found anywhere podcasts are hosted under What's Your Leap as well. Great, great. I will put that on our website. So here's where we say, see you later, Jocelyn. I really enjoyed speaking with you. I hope our audience uh, got some nuggets of wisdom and applicable, uh, practical um, application that they can implement. Um, You're always welcome to Global Healing Movement 2020. And I wish you 
prosperity and serenity and spiritual evolution uh, moving on. Oh, Kate, what a beautiful way to end. And thank you so much for having me on the show. Our pleasure. See you later. Bye.